Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Listener of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit. even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and one Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. I'm in the seventh verse. But every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore, he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now he that ascended, what is it that he has also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up from above all heavens that he might feel all things. 11th verse. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. 16th verse. For whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by which every joint supply it, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make its increase of the body into the edifying of itself in love. Amen. I have just read to you Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 16. Our scripture reading for today 
This comes from Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 16. And today we're going to talk about faith to unite. Faith to unite. What a powerful topic for today. Um, we're going to learn in this lesson um, we're going to discuss the significance of unity in the identity and mission of the church. How important is it to have unity in our lifestyles and in the mission of the church. Is is unity important? Do we need unity or can we just have church in disagreement and um, confusion, not loving one another, not getting along? The other thing we're going to um, talk about in this lesson is the diversity of our individual gifts and how important our gifts are as we walk in unity. Are our gifts effective when we when we don't walk in unity? Or do we need to come together and work together in order to be effective in our gifts? Amen. There are some people that think that they can do it by themselves. They they think that they don't need people, um, so they venture out and they begin to try to work in the kingdom of God without unity. So we're gonna we're gonna identify um, our spiritual gifts today that are given, some of the spiritual gifts that are given to the body of Christ. So what a powerful topic because I believe that this new season that we are getting ready to walk into and we're just one day away from crossing over into a new year, um, how important it is it that we begin to have faith to unite, faith in our unity? Um, I believe that the Bible says that one can put a thousand to flight and two can put 10,000 or however the scripture goes. The more people that you have walking in faith and walking in unity, the more uh, power we have that can come against what the enemy is trying to do to stop the body of Christ from moving forward. So that's one scripture um, that shows you that there is power in unity. But it's going to take faith for us to unite. So let's let's look at what our scriptures are talking about today concerning faith. I believe that this is going to be a great season where people are going to be able to work together without division, um, without being angry and jealousy of one another. 
I believe that the body of Christ has come to realize that we need one another. Uh, this has been a year of such separation, uh, separation in the church, separation in our uh, family, separation with husbands and wives, separation with coworkers, separation even in our neighborhoods, and separation in our cultures. So this word today is saying that, first of all, everybody needs to grab a hold of faith because when we begin to work together, we must have faith to stay together in unity. So let's, let's look at what this faith to unite is talking about here in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Um, let's go down to our lesson here and begin to talk about our scriptures. Our key scriptures are going to come from verses 1 through 3. And I'm going to read that again. It says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And that was Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verses 1, 1 through 3. Amen. Praise God. Um, We're going to focus on bringing the kingdom of God back together in unity. It's just like a house that is divided. It won't stand. A kingdom that is divided will not stand. Um, So Ephesians, um, we're in the book of Ephesians and The book of Ephesians, it is so awesome how God's God's word has information, chapters, scriptures that we can always look at in any situation that we have in our lives. And so the book of of Ephesians was was known for its uh, religious diversity. They were, they were religiously diverse. They were not together. How can we say that we love God and we hate our brothers and our sisters? We, we, we continue to argue and fuss and fight, and we have different opinions and interpretations of the word. We're, we're, just, we're just in disagreement. And so this is, this is what um, the Ephesians church was dealing with. It was, a, it was a cosmopolitan commercial type of city, and it was very religious. So um, <clears throat> In Ephesians, they, they dealt with a lot of paganism, occult practicing, a lot of superstition, 
was going on. Um, when I said the word superstition, my mind went back to a Facebook post that I put on Facebook about um, New Year's dinner. Um, a lot of people down through the years have um, cooked a certain meal for New Year's. And they cooked this meal because they were taught or they were told that because of their culture, um, religiously, they were uh, taught to believe that the certain type of foods that they brought or that they cooked would bring them good luck or would bless their lives for uh, the whole year. I was listening to the gospel station, and I heard the um, facilitators say that um, she had a list of things that people had sent in to her that would bring blessings if they cooked it. Uh, it was things that I've never heard of, really. But I can't remember quite what some of the things were. But uh, say, for instance, they would say, uh, cook some greens, and you would get you would get lots of money. Um, cook some meat, and you will never go hungry. Things like that is what people believe. So this was, I just need to throw that in there because this is what we're dealing with here in Ephesians. We're dealing with a city of paganism. People, occult, they practice occult things and superstitious things that cause them to uh, not have unity, not have unity. I'm sure that there are going to be some people that are going to do some things uh, on today, which is December 31st, uh, to prepare for the new year, or whether it is um, say a certain saying or cook a certain meal or do a certain thing that they have been taught that is going to bring them uh, prosperity in the year to come. And so the Ephesians church was doing a lot of superstitious things that caused the church to have uh, dysfunction and uh, division. They cause diversity, religious diversity. Um, religious division, I, I should say. Amen. Praise God. So uh, the Apostle Paul um, spent almost, as I was reading, he spent almost three years preaching to the Jews and the Gentiles. Amen, planting churches, amen, praise God, uh, you know, um, in in the surrounding areas. Uh, so the Ephesians were strong in leadership, the fivefold ministry, but they struggled to live faithfully. And the reason why they struggled to live faithfully, even though they honored their leadership, they had strong apostolic leaders, they still struggled to live faithfully. And here's the reason why. They were driven by worldly possessions, pride, and they had false conceptions of God and his will. 
So you can have strong leadership, but if you are not doing what leadership is giving you, or if you have a leader that continues to um, walk in superstition and paganism, then you too will also be in division with your brothers and your sisters. So it works both ways. Sometimes you can have strong leaders and sometimes you can have individuals that don't listen to the leaders. They continue to do what they want to do, so it causes a division. And then you can you can have leaders that are not um, preaching or teaching the truth of God's word, which will cause the information to be a lie that is spoken over the lives of the people, and they uh, trusting in leadership will. Um, yield to what the leader is saying to them and will and will cause division because it is not the truth. So we we are talking about the Ephesians church here today because I believe that God wants us to know the truth and the truth will make us free. He wants us the first thing he started out saying here is um the uh, the pastor started saying that he was a prisoner of the Lord. He said, Beseek ye that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. So he wants them to not just preach, but walk in it. Amen? Praise God. So In this letter that um, the Apostle Paul is writing, he's relating to, first of all, the body of Christ being God's chosen children. And um, he's talking about in the plan of salvation, as we are called to walk worthy um, in the body of Christ. We are to be prisoners of the Lord. A prisoner is something that is under the uh, leadership of someone that is over them. And so we are considered to be prisoners. We are in the will of God. We we do what the will of God tells us to do. We obey it. We, it controls us. It leads us in so many words. It it gives us direction. I, want, I don't want to use the word control because control is making you do something but it doesn't make us, we willingly obey, but we are prisoners to it because we're under it. And then it says we are to have a lowliness and a meekness. We are to have long-suffering and forbearing one another in love. Um, I think sometimes we forget that we are our brother's keepers and our sister's keepers. We are to forbear them in love. We are to love them and show uh, meekness towards them. We are to be with them in their time of loneliness and long-suffering. I think sometimes we um, we forget about our calling. And when we are called into ministry, 
one of the things that we're going to have to um, apply and adhere to our in our lives in our work is for bearing one another in love, regardless of how a person treats you. You have to you have to show them love, and sometimes you have to um, take on the spirit of long suffering with people, uh, forbearing with people and their attitudes and their ways. You have to take on a form of lowliness and meekness when you're dealing with, with people to keep unity. It doesn't mean that people are right all the time, but it keeps unity when you don't come down to where they are. When you show love, uh, with individuals that are not quite mature enough and you know that they are struggling in their character and struggling with their attitudes and struggling with their lifestyles, you still have to show them meekness and uh, long-suffering. You can't be short with them and cut them off. Uh, you have to still continue to work with them um, in, in the way that God gives you to work with them but it has to be in love. That's what we're talking about, unity today, because we're going to begin to start a great work. And you know, even in the natural, working with people can be something else. The people that you work with at your job, I'm sure that, you know, you have you have such a hard time with some people. There are some people that are just hard to work with. And, um, but God, God wants us to have traits of meekness, long-suffering, and forbearing uh, instead of having harshness and quarreling and impatient with people. It's hard um, when you have not grown to a place to have a level of tolerance for it. So ask God to grow you up. And I'm going to tell you something. When you ask God to grow you up in the area to deal with people, He's going to first test you, and you're going to have to go through a series of trials with individuals that are hard to deal with before you grow up. That's how you grow up is dealing with individuals that are hard to deal with. And I'm sure that on your job, in your ministry, and even in your business, and even in your home, you have some children that are hard to deal with. They might be uh at an age, whether teenagers or young adults or older adults, your children, they're hard to deal with. But God will give you, he will give you long-suffering with them. All callers are unmuted. We have Hallelujah. We have the understanding of the word of God that so, so what you're telling me is what I know. to surpass. And so we have to, we have to long-suffer with some things sometimes in order to see the breaking. And a lot of all callers are muted. Breaking you, but in in reality, it's really breaking them. That is already giving you the strength not to break. So, verse three says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. We have to wear the bond of peace, and these are all work code ethics. What we're talking about today. Uh, God is speaking to us through the Holy Spirit right now and getting us ready for 
the greater work. Uh, because remember, I gave you the scripture about Nehemiah. When Nehemiah was doing the work, he had opposition. You're going to have opposition from some people on the outside as well as the inside. We can expect people on the outside to try to send information to stop us, but the part that's going to be kind of difficult for the body of Christ is that the people that you're going to be working with, everybody's not going to be on your level. You're not going to be on everybody else's level. Everybody's not going to be on the same level, but we're working towards the same goal. Uh, So in the midst of you working, you're going to have to produce unity. Uh, you're going to have to be spirit-led. In other words, you're going to have to have, you're going to, you're going to, have to work towards the fruit of the spirit. Remember, one of our days of fasting was um, we prayed for the manifestation of the fruits of the spirit. And um, it's so amazing how God's just bringing back his word to give confirmation that how our fast was so um so awesome, amen. Praise God, praise God. We're just in the spirit, amen, of what God is trying to produce in us, uh, qualities of unity, amen, praise God, instead of sinful desires. So endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace, you have to work to keep peace. There are people, there are people that live in homes each and every day that don't have peace. They wake up. To confusion, trouble, arguing, fighting, uh, all kinds of things that distract them. They don't have a peace in their home. There's people that go to the job every single day that don't have peace on the job. Uh, the boss, the boss, or the coworkers are coming up against them in such a terrible and bad way um, that um, they are just miserable on the job. There are some people in their marriages that don't have peace, just absolutely do not have peace. They hate to go home. Amen? Praise God. Uh, There's no peace with the husband. There's no peace with the wife. Uh, So this word today is just letting us know that peace is coming. Peace is coming unto you. Peace is coming. There are some people that are so sick in their body, they don't have peace. Their their mind, they're being tormented because of the afflictions of sicknesses that are in their body, accumulation of things that are going on in their body. They just do not have peace. But God says today, and sometimes when people are sick or when people have uh, don't have peace in their home and peace on their job, uh, they bring that that atmosphere into the body of Christ. They they bring it and they break unity. They break unity because of the pressure that is upon them. So God's teaching you right now today that it's so important that you have unity, that you let nothing separate you from the love of God, that you do not allow uh, anything to break your unity. You need me and I need you. We have to have unity in this season. The work will not be prosperous unless we have unity 
You cannot be jealous of me, and I cannot be jealous of you. I cannot think I'm better than you, and you cannot think you're better than me. We all have different positions, but we're still working towards the same goal. Different qualifications that God has given us. Different assignments. But we still have to work together. I might not be working with you on the job that you're working on, but we still have to work together in the spirit to make sure that we are working in unity. And I'm not trying to do more than you, and you're not trying to outdo me, even though we're not working together per se. We still have to have unity. Um, So, Paul's referring to the bond of peace. He says, I'm a prisoner. I'm a prisoner to God. I am I am willing to do what he tells me to do. I'm confined to the walls of heaven in the kingdom of God. And so we need the spirit. We need the spirit to to bind us together and tie us together. So when you're binding and loosing, bind yourself to your sisters and brothers. That's how you bind. Bind yourself to the unity to your sisters and brothers and tie yourself together in peace. Amen. That's that's what we need to add on to our prayer for today. Amen. Praise God. This is our last day of fasting and praying. Amen. Praise God. Please add, amen, glory to God, um, that we bind together in unity and in peace. Verse 4 says that there is one body and one spirit. Amen. Praise God. So we have to realize that, amen, praise God, we are all one body, not one, not just one person doing everything. If, if, if you're not in unity with me and the body, then the body is not working right and we're not getting things done. People need to really get to the understanding and know that and stop counting people out. Stop pushing people out of the body of Christ that you think are not supposed to fit in there. Everybody has a place in the body of Christ, and everybody, we need to work together with unity, whether they are the usher, whether they are the janitor, whether they are the ones, amen, that get the altar ready, whether they are the ones, amen, praise God, that direct the choir and those that sing in the choir and those that pray on the prayer team, those that preach, we all, we all are important in the body of Christ, and we all are one. It says, even as ye are called in one, hope of your calling, amen, the body, the body, amen, praise God. Understand this. The heart cannot do what the lungs can do. No, they are two different individuals, but they they both work to keep the body running. You can't do without a heart as well as you can't do without lungs. You need both of them. So that's how it, that's how it is in the body of Christ. When you try to get rid of somebody that's, that's the hand, and then you just leave the arm, then you're still not 
being productive in the body of Christ because you got rid of the hands, the ones that were helping, the ones that were going around, amen, praise God, blessing and giving out food. And, and, and when you get rid of those individuals, then your arms are without hands. And all you got is arms, people that are just dangling around, amen, praise God, doing nothing, amen, praise God. So this is a, a very good lesson for us to ponder on this last day of the of the year, amen, praise God, because I've been talking about greater works and the work that we're going to do. So with that, get ready for greater connections because you're going to need help with what you're getting ready to do. Amen. Praise God. So um, we we fulfill our hope of God, God's plan, when we unite and work together. God did not create everybody to have their own little kingdom. We all are working together for the one kingdom of God. Amen. Unity, I'm telling you, we better, we need to get together because the enemy, if he can divide us, he can tear down our plans. You will not be able to build your plan. God will, God will if you call yourself trying to build, God will come down like he did. Amen. Uh, we're tearing down the Tower of, of Babel. Amen. Praise God and confuse you. And so we don't want to walk in confusion because we got our own thing going on. Get connected. Get connected in this season with ministries and business partners and uh, employees and uh, prayer partners and and individuals that uh, you can walk in unity with. Again, you can't walk in unity with everybody, so don't try to go and be a part of everybody's vision because it's not a part of uh, what God has for you to do. But you're still in unity with the work and you're praying that God will bless them. Um, the Apostle Paul says, no one is baptized, amen, praise God, according to their race and, and, their, and their personality types, amen. <laughs> praise God, we are baptized into the spirit, amen. Praise God. So it doesn't, we don't reflect on uh, nationality and gifts when it comes to working together. Amen. Praise God. Uh, it says that we are one God, we are one God, one Father, and, and who is above all and through all and, and you all. Amen. Praise God. So the Father God wants us to be completely one. Just remember that, one. We are one. We are one in the spirit. We are one in the Lord. Amen? We are one in the spirit. We are one in the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. See, God is above all. He's the creator and he's the ruler. He's the one that sustains us. So uh, when it comes to working together, we have a common purpose. We all have the purpose of worshiping the most high, our creator and our ruler. 
So if your work doesn't consist of worshiping God Almighty Jehovah, our creator and our ruler, then your purpose is in vain. So this is a lesson about unity. And we're down in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. We're going to go over verses 7 through 11 now. Uh, We're all going to have some type of differences. That's just our human nature where we have difference of opinions because some like red, some like blue, some don't like Chinese food, some do. So in those places, like uh, what we like and what we desire, sure. You know, the the uh, the um, materialistic things, you know, we get sometimes involved in those areas when we are working in the kingdom. But remember, it's a spiritual thing. Don't get caught up, amen, praise God, in what you want and what you desire. It's all about what God desires. And God gives each and every one of us the grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So um, God gives us his unmerited favor, his love. Amen. Praise God. And um, he shows us favor even in our gifts. And I believe, and I need you to start meditating and praying on, on your gifts because if you're gonna do the work, you're gonna to have to, you're gonna to need to have a gift. It's just like if you're gonna build a house, you have to have tools. You can't build a house without tools. So you being amen, praise God, a builder, God is saying to you, um, make sure you have your tools and one of the tools of being a great builder is being able to walk in unity. A lot of people just don't get along because they're bossy. And you can't be bossy. You can't be the one, you know. Sure, there's a leader in everything. There's a boss at your job, a manager at your job, a supervisor at your job, you know. Uh, There are people in the body of Christ that are in leadership positions that give out the instructions that God has given them. Amen. Praise God. And then there are people that, you know, uh, refuse to listen and obey, uh, and then they cause uh, the atmosphere to have uh, dysfunction and no unity. So um, God looks at our gifts, and he gave us gifts for a reason. Uh, I pray that everybody realizes that everybody has a gift. A gift is not something that you just sit on the table like when somebody gives you a gift for uh, these man-made holidays that people are celebrating, like the one that they like to lift up and honor and that Christmas. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, that's the one that people like to give gifts. Well, you know, you get those gifts, sometimes you sit them on the table. Well, that's not what God wants you to do with the gift that he's given you. Every person has a gift that God has blessed you with and gave. This gift has come free to you straight from the throne room of God. 
Don't put it on the shelf. Don't just let it sit in your body and rot. Don't just let it go to waste. Uh, there is unity in the body of Christ that you can work together with somebody to get to be a part of the building process. We are actually missing your gift, and we need your gift in this season. So begin to sharpen your gift and get your gift ready to be used in this season by what God um, is going to call you into. You're going to need some help because it's a big a big vision that God has given you. As a matter of fact, um, it's piled up through the years, and it, it just keeps accumulating. And so now uh, God's talking about unity because God says your gift has gotten so big that you're going to need help. Amen? Praise God. Excuse me. Amen. Praise God. So it's it's critical that we work together to get the job done. Keep telling yourself it's important and it's critical that I work, that I learn how to work in peace. I learn how to work in peace on my job. I I learned God teach me how to work in peace. In my home, teach me how to work in peace. Amen. Praise God in my ministry that I fellowship in, that I keep peace. Amen. Praise God. The eighth verse says that he ascended on high. And like captives, he gave gifts unto men. So, uh, again, God put gifts upon us that we will be able to carry out his purpose, purpose in the earth ran. Man, verse 9 and 10 says, he descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. He that descended, I'm sorry, is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might that he might feel all things. So um, we know that what took place after um, the death of Jesus, he ascended. Amen. He descended into the lower parts of the earth, took the keys of hell. And uh, rose back up, amen, and ascended into heaven, and so shall we. Um, we have to be willing, we have to be willing to um, have the spirit of long suffering in dealing with individuals in this season. There are some that are going to try your patience, but you have to, again, know that if you lose your peace, you might lose your promise. And so that's one of the reasons why a lot of people have not walked into their promises because they lost their peace. Amen. So he says, to help you out, I'm going to send you some leadership. And so this this is a very, very powerful season for the fivefold ministry. You're going to see some shifting going on um, 
he says, I gave some apostles and uh, some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Amen. Powerful. Powerful. Amen. What God's going to do in this season with the five-fold ministry. Um, all I can say is don't get comfortable in the gift that you have right now because that's going to activate you. And you're going to have to uh, be ready to do what God is telling you to do. But in the midst of sometimes confusion and turmoil, God speaks to his leaders. And so this is a great season where God's going to use leadership to bring unity. He's going he's gonna to use leadership to bring unity together, the fivefold ministry. These are uh, ministry gifts. Amen. Praise God. Um, we all have gifts and talents. Again, I mentioned that and I needed to mention it again because a lot of times people get saved and they just think that they're supposed to sit there, listen to the choir and go to the altar for prayer all the time. And um, and just sit there in the pews. Man. So God says, I have a mission for your life. So the fivefold ministry, and I believe that God's speaking to some of you. Um, you were once walking as a teacher. Now God's going to elevate you to be a pastor. My God, yeah. Some of you were evangelists. And you're going to be prophets. You're going to start seeing and hearing things that nobody told you. I love dreaming. Oh, my God, I love dreaming. Dreaming has become a regular language for me. I promise you, um, when I lie down, I'm going to have a dream. Um, depending on when I'm dealing with the attacks of the enemy and uh, over overworked in some areas, <clears throat> excuse me, it can affect your dreams sometimes. So I'm learning how to balance. Amen. That's a word for 2018, balance. Yeah, he's going to teach you how to balance. And so because my dreams are important, it's um, directions. For me, it, God gives me directions through my dreams. And I've been having some powerful dreams in the last week or so, and I have not been able to remember them. And I'm asking God to bring back just some small remembrance of these dreams. And I all I remember they were so beautiful and so uh, powerful, but um, I noticed that 
my pattern of sleeping has changed a little bit, so uh, that can throw off my uh, comprehending of, of the dream. So I'm getting back to we are finished with a Friday prayer, and so I'm getting back to my regular sleeping times now. And uh, our fasting is ending today. Amen. Praise God. And um, I just want to stop and thank um, a few people here before we end our broadcast. We're going to be ending in about 10 minutes here. But I I just, I want to thank everybody, everybody that prayed and everybody that spoke the word. But I, I especially want to thank the team that prayed and stood in the gap on Friday, this past Friday, I was not able to make the prayer, um, came home feeling a little down. I felt like I was coming down with something, so I took some uh, cold medicine that put me to sleep. I set my alarm clock, but because um, that's why I don't like taking medicine that puts me to sleep because it's sometimes hard for me to wake up. But to make a long story short, I wasn't able to get up on time for uh, the prayer. Uh, and I, I just want to thank um, Evangelist Darlene. She stepped in, and um, she kind of mended the line. And I thank God for her doing that, keeping the line moving and going. I thank God for um, the intercessors that prayed, Sister Rhonda, amen, and Sister Yolanda. I thank God that, you know, it, and I thank God for our speaker, Evangelist Tawana, amen, praise God. I have apologized to everybody because I felt so bad not being on the line. But in the same token, we have to take care of our bodies. And that's why in this season of of work, everybody has to work together. You can't overwork anybody, and and you can't overwork yourself. And so if you are... uh, if your body is telling you something, then you need to listen to your body because if you run your body down, you're not going to be good for anybody. So um, I felt really bad that I wasn't able to get on the broadcast because I never really missed. I can count the times that I've missed the broadcast. Uh, but uh, I really beat myself up about that. But God brought in this lesson, God began to show me there's unity. Your sisters, your sisters and your leaders those that are on your team stepped in and stepped up. Amen. Praise God. And they showed unity. They showed unity in coming and stepping in and keeping the broadcast going. That's unity. They showed unity. So I want to thank them again. Amen. For showing unity. Amen. Praise God. And then this morning, uh, we were. Um, We were up. We were up this morning. Amen. Praise God on uh, the uh, 3 a.m. prayer with my apostle, Apostle Dion Hill, praying. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying this is how we show unity. Unity. I I pressed my way at 3 a.m. because I wanted to be in unity with my brothers and my sisters in prayer. That's unity. Supporting one another. That's unity. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. And so that's what it's going to take in this season, stretching a little bit, stretching yourself in unity. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. So um, 
Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So um, this here is the results of unity. We're going to end this broadcast here with the last few verses, 12 through 16. Um, when you show unity, here's one of the ways that people show unity is that they serve. They serve, and they don't look to be served. Right here in the 12th verse, it says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Amen. Praise God. So um, you have to be mature to serve. Because people that are not mature look to be served. They look for people to give them things. They look for people to, you know, uh, be there and do for them. And they don't, they're not willing to do for people. It's just help me, help me, do for me, do for me. Give to me, give to me, and then they, they never return. It's not that you have to. This is where I tell people don't get, don't get blocked in doing this. If God tells you to serve somebody, you serve them with gladness, like the Bible, Bible teaches us to serve the Lord with gladness. You do it in gladness. Now, do not look for that individual to do the same thing back to you because the Bible says we reap what we sow. So that means that what you do for somebody, God's got somebody lined up to do it for you. It might not be that person. That person might treat you like a dog. But the law of return says that you're going to get that same treatment back from somebody. You might have given somebody some money. They haven't given it back to you. Don't lose no sleep over it. Don't let your mind get out of a place of peace. You might have allowed somebody to come live with you and they didn't do right or they took advantage of you or they took over or whatever. Don't get out of the place of peace. You learn from it. Keep your peace and keep flowing. And keep serving, and don't cause you don't you don't allow yourself to be the one that causes division. Keep the unity. And the Bible says, "Keep loving." That's what we talked about when we first started. Keep loving. Um, it says, "Till we all come into the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, into a perfect man, into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ." Um, so. We have to stand our ground. This is what we have to do. In the 14th verse, it says, don't be tossed here and there. You know, not like carried away with every wind of doctrine by what men do. Don't let people control you, have you up and down because of what they do and say. If they don't want to keep unity, that's on them. You keep unity. Because even if they don't keep unity with you and, and, and work with you, that's going to honor you because you are trying to keep unity. It's not going to stop the work because somebody else don't keep unity. But if you fall out of unity, then the work stops. Your part is short. See, their part is being short because they don't keep unity. Your part is growing because you keep unity. 
Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So 15 and 16, truthfulness to love. Amen. We are fit, fitly joined together, increasing in the body of Christ and in love. Amen. Praise God. So that is our lesson, and I pray that you were truly blessed. I was truly blessed. Amen. Praise God. Let us pray and please remain on the line because I have some important announcements. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are dealing with our pride. Help us and show us um, the things that cause us not to walk in unity. Help us to appreciate one another. Help us to work together and fulfill the work that you've called us to fulfill. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray. Amen. Amen. And praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Message of Christ Church. I am Sylvia Staples. I have been your host for today. Amen. I want you to join us here on the broadcast Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time. We're also here every Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. and every Sunday at 8 o'clock a.m. on our um, Sunday Bible study. Amen. Praise God. I want you to save the date for our first Saturday uh, fellowship. We have fellowship now on the first Saturday and the fourth Saturday. The library has not gotten back to me yet about the new location that they are trying to see if it's available for me. So uh, I should know no later than Tuesday or Wednesday. And then if I don't have an answer from them, I will call and see what is um, the status. And then I will let you know if we're going to still have it on the 1st or we might have to change it this month only to uh, the 2nd. So uh, hopefully we will be able to keep the first Saturday for this for January. But if not, I will, I will let you know the changes, but keep, Keep your calendar set for the first Saturday in January from 11.30 to 2 o'clock p.m., and I will let you know the location soon, hopefully this week. Please come out and bring somebody. Bring, bring your leaders. Bring your leaders. Bring entrepreneurs. Bring those that have visions. Bring those that want to make plans and changes in their lives. This is going to be a great time that we're just going to talk about planning and building and uh, visions, and we're gonna we're gonna map it. We're gonna plan out your vision. You want to be there to know how to do a perfected planning um, board. Amen. Praise God. Come on out. Amen. Praise God. We're gonna have tea talk and draw time. We're gonna be drawing out our, our, our plans and goals. We're gonna have an awesome fun time. Amen. In the Lord. So come on out. Amen. Get get your fresh starting, your fresh beginning, writing down on paper. Amen. Praise God. Um, also, amen. Praise God. Remember our fourth Saturday fellowship in Death Plains. If you desire to come to the Death Plains location, please call us for the address. First Saturday and fourth Saturday fellowship that we have now. Call us for the address, and I will be giving the address for the first fellowship real soon. Amen. Praise God for January. So don't count January out yet. We're going to hold on and see what um, the changes are going to be for January and the location. Also, I'm going to also be speaking uh, here in Chicago on the west side, and I will give you the address as soon as I speak to the woman of God. Uh, I will give you the address 
next week is going to be the fourth Friday. So mark your calendar for the fourth Friday in January. I will be speaking here at Pastor Maddie Simpson uh, Church, Apostle and Pastor Maddie Simpson. Uh, please mark your calendar for the fourth Friday. It's going to be at 7 o'clock p.m. here on the website. It's going to be in the area of Central and North Avenue. I know it's in the area of Central and North Avenue so that you have a, a, a general area location. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Um, so please um, get your calendars ready. I'm going to be going off to Houston, Texas, I believe the third weekend in January. But uh, please just pray for me. Uh, praise God. Uh, this came up rather quick, so I'm not expecting anyone to go. Amen. Praise God. I'm just going to, I'm actually going to fly there. Amen. So please pray for me because, you know, I don't, I don't care for flying, but uh, it's a new season and I'm going to shame the devil in 2018. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, please um, continue to support the ministry financially. So into uh, the um, Houston um, trip. Amen. Praise God. Get your seed in the in the mail, amen, praise God, and just continue to pray for everybody and continue to support the ministry, amen. If you're looking for a covering, call us, call us, call us. We would like to start with you and fresh in this new year, amen. If you're looking for counseling, call us, amen. Counseling is on Saturdays. I don't have really any openings in January, but uh, please call and get set up, amen, praise God. And, um, yes, we're just looking to do some awesome things here. Thank God for my apostle, Apostle Dion Hill. Awesome prayer on last night. Thank you all for joining in prayer last night. Those of you that got up, I mean, this morning at 3 a.m., those of you that got up in prayer, we had an awesome time in prayer. Amen. And thank God for those of you that supported the fast. Amen. Praise God. If you fasted, if you didn't fast, if you prayed for us, amen. The prayer uh, things that we prayed about. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is the last day of a fast, amen, praise God, please continue to fast and pray to 12 noon today, amen, praise God, and uh, cover everyone in prayer, amen, I, I look to hear your praise reports on Tuesday about the fast and about the great things that God's doing in your life, and hopefully you can make it out to our first Saturday fellowship, if you plan to come, text me so that when I get the address, I can text you the address, please, text me if you plan to come to the first Saturday fellowship, we're just waiting on confirmation because the address changed. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Listen, God bless you. We love you. And please have a blessed and wonderful, awesome, awesome uh, day. Amen. Praise God. Uh, bring the new year in safe. Amen. Praise God. And I look to hear your voices in the morning at 6 a.m. on our new season and new new atmosphere that God's going to give us. Amen. It'll be 2018. So I'm looking forward to hearing your voice on the call in the morning. God bless you. I love you all. Everybody have a blessed, safe, and wonderful, prosperous day in the Lord. God bless you. I'm Sylvia Staples. Our number is 773-609-2071. Our website is sylviastaplesministries.com. God bless you and thank God for you. God bless you, and everybody have a blessed and wonderful day. God bless and goodbye.
Goodbye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.